Welcome to Tackless Radio. Tackless Radio, and it is the tenth episode. I'm just excited to get to ten because when I was researching how to start a podcast, a lot of the articles were talking about the dreaded tenth episode. Being a podcaster takes consistency. You have to be able to pivot, learn. You have to get yourself on a schedule, figure out essentially a lot of these things on your own, but it's really more so pushing through and being consistent, even if people don't listen or if people are not following you, but like pressing through and finding strategies to grow your followers and to grow your subscribers and to just essentially become more popular. It takes a lot of work and a lot of people, you know, halfway through the process are like, you know what, I thought this was going to be one thing and it ended up being something different or I'm not that passionate about it or it's a lot of work. I don't want to keep up, <laughs> you know, despite if people listen or not and getting a 10 could be difficult for those who are just starting off, especially if you're doing your own podcast, like if you're editing it, creating it learning all of the tools, buying the material and equipment to make it fucking work. <laughs> it's it's more difficult for you to get through just one series or session or to the, the 10th episode because it's a lot. And I do it all by myself, but I'm just proud to get to 10. That's really why we came in here with a little bit of J-Rock. The song is called Win, because that's how I'm feeling right now. Like, I'm feeling like a winner. I just wanted to get you all pumped up and ready to go as y'all came into Tackless today, because I'm excited to be here, and I hope you all are excited to be here with me. So with that, let's get into Shit I Saw. So I normally don't go down the road doing should I solve from the shade room or like reality TV. I try to keep it to individuals and different perspectives that they may bring up. But I saw this clip of Yandy Smith talking to her newly freed from prison husband, Mendeecey Harris. And I was just like, wow, there's a lesson here. And I want to talk about it. So there's this clip. 
and it's on the shade room. But there's this clip of this woman by the name of Yandy Smith having a conversation with her husband, Mendici Harris. Mendici was recently freed from prison after doing five years for heroin and drug trafficking. And she was essentially holding him down, as she stated in the clip, that there were a lot of issues in their relationship and they've been trying to work things out now that he's back home. Uh, but one of the issues that they are having is the fact that he's upset with her about not checking in or taking his call more often or writing him or going to see him. He felt like he was put on a shelf while he was in prison and that she would get to him whenever she was available. She retorted by saying, well, I had to work. I have two children. I am by myself. You also have children from previous relationships. There's a total of four children, I believe two that she has with him and he has a child with one woman and another child with another woman. She's like, I'm trying to hold it down for all of us. And I still have to be on the go. I have to start these companies and get this money and make sure our kids are good because I'm by myself and I can't take your call every single time because I'm trying to hold everything down. Mind you, loving hip hop, New York and Yandy. I'm not even the biggest fan of Yandy, just to like let y'all know. I'm not sitting here trying to like cape for her. I'm listening objectively to them have this conversation because they're on this like marriage boot camp show, right? I'm just ob objectively listening to them have this conversation and I'm seeing both sides. Like I completely understand why Mendici feels the way he feels because when we are disregarded, when our feelings are disregarded, that hurts us. So him stating to her, I felt like I was being put on a shelf and that you would get to me when you had the chance and I'm locked away essentially by myself in here, missing my family. I want to be with my family. I want contact with my family. I feel like my feelings are disregarded and I feel alone. And he's totally valid to feel that. I'm not saying that, you know, neither one of them are in the wrong. I am a very big believer that two truths can exist at the same time. Yandy could definitely stand on how she felt. Yes, I know that you felt like you wanted more of me and you wanted me to email you every day and take your call every day, but I was by myself as well. She said when he went to jail, it was like I went to jail. And a lot of spouses and people in relationships say that, that when you go to jail, the family goes to jail because the family is paying for the fees and the bills and the bail bonds and the lawyers and putting money on your books. The family essentially feels obligated to be there with you through the process. You aren't there, quote unquote, by yourself. Physically, you definitely are. Mentally as well, emotionally and spiritually, I, I don't even like the system of jail and prisons because we try and trope them as this way of rehabilitating someone, but they don't help if, if anything. It is literally just modern day slavery, just to put a pin in how I feel about the prison industrial complex. It fucking sucks. It's shitty. It's modern day slavery. I, that's why I hate the entire system from the police all the way down. It's all bullshit. But I completely understand how both of them may feel the way that they feel. And they're valid to feel the way that they were feeling. 
Then the conversation goes down the road where Yandy says, well, one of the things that I have a problem with is that I have asked you, would you hold me down in the way that I held you down while you were in prison? And Mendeecee's looking at her like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would have held you down the way that you held me down while I was in jail. And Yandy says that that was such a hurtful realization and answer for her to hear. And she's in tears and everything. And I was like, that is very interesting of an answer that he gave. Um, and, and, and it's also a very interesting response of Yandy because I hate to say it, but I can at least appreciate a nigga that wants to be honest because when you are honest and I just want to tell people this, but I am more so leaning to men, but I just want to tell people this when you are honest, it allows for the other person to make a clear choice on what they want to do next. Because you will have so many men, women as well, non-binary people, you know, the whole spectrum. But this is more so what men say in response to why they lie all the fucking time. They say, well, I was afraid of how you would respond. I lied to you because I love you. I knew that the truth would hurt you. So I hid it from you. And you want to know something? That's just absolute bullshit because, of course, Sometimes when we sit with our reality, it hurts and we are human and you're allowed for shit to hurt you. But do not take away me being able to make the right choice for myself by omitting information, which in my mind is still lying or completely not telling me what's up, because then I can't make the conscious decision to better myself and my next decision process, decision making process, if you withhold information from me. So even if it hurts, tell the fucking truth. I don't even care if it's going to hurt her. She's going to cry. She's going to be through the fucking roof and be mad and block you or slash your tires. And by the way, sis, you slash three tires, not four. I don't care. I don't care. You still tell the truth because I need to know everything so that I could make the best decision for myself. And if you leave information out, then I am making a decision on information that I have. And it might not be the best decision for me because that's why people lie. Because when you make decisions, they want those decisions to be beneficial to them, not necessarily the most advantageous to you. So I appreciate the fact that Mendeecee was like, you know what? You you a good one because I don't know if I would be holding down no woman who had my two children and married me (laughs) and went through an embarrassing media stint because I was going to jail for drug trafficking. And we were on a show called Love and Hip Hop but wasn't showing no love or no hip hop. But you stayed by my side and held me down and fought my baby mamas and put up with my crazy mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife who did all of that, if she was behind bars, I don't know if I could still be the support she needed me to be. That's basically what he told her because that's what Yandy was for him. (laughs) Went, Went through all of that for him to be like, yeah, bro, I don't know if I would do the same. And you know what? Congratulations to Mendeecee for telling the truth. For being honest with his wife, 
so that she can now make the best decision for herself. And I think that's what we want in any partnership is the truth so we can make the best decision for ourselves. Because now Yandy can say, you know what? I now have the truth and I have to make a decision. What I want to do. Do I want to stay with him? Do I want a divorce? Do we need to co-parent? Do I need to separate? Do we need to get into therapy? Because he basically expressed that at any time this was too much because Yandy wasn't emailing and picking up his phone calls and checking up on him and he felt like he was being put on the shelf. He told her, um, at any time this is too much for you, you can just leave. You don't have to stay here. You're free. You're free. I release you because my mother has abandoned my mother has abandoned me. And if my mother can abandon me and I'm good, then what's some other woman abandoning me? I'll be good. And I thought to myself, he needs therapy because that is some hurtful shit to say to your wife and the mother of your children. Because you see women in a particular type of way because you still have hurt in your heart about what your mother did to you. And that is not Yandy's fault. That's some healing you got to face and you got to get into some therapy and work through. That got that has nothing to do with nobody else. That is the you thing. And that was a very evil thing for him to say. And I was like, wow, he is hurt. And some of the things that he's hurt about, Yandy did not do. His mom did. And that, I was like, wow. Yeah. He had to work on that. But to go back to his comment about not holding Yandy down in the same way that she held him down. First of all, I give you credit for your honesty because now Yandy can make a decision for herself and for her family and for her children. And she can make essentially what would be the best decision for her with all of the information that she has. But then I thought to myself, (laughs) he did make the comment she could leave. Why was that so important for him to state? And that's because many times people find themselves in relationships that are not always reciprocal in energy and effort. And we love to say very narcissistic things like, well, I didn't ask for that. I didn't say you had to do that. You made a choice to do that. You can leave. If I'm such a horrible person, you can leave. Oh, you wanted to spend that money on me. I didn't tell you to spend that money on me. Oh, you wanted to go above and beyond. I didn't ask for you to go above and beyond. And you want to know something? You're right. Those things are not asked and they are not essentially required either. There's one particular demographic of people who typically show affection and love and loyalty in a way where it is acts of service or quality time or physical touch or whatever it may be. And someone wants you to literally doubt 
how you like to give love or compassion or receive love and compassion by saying, oh, you didn't have to do that. Motherfucker, I know I didn't have to do it, but I did it. Can you not appreciate it? Or you're only appreciative of things that you ask for and then receive. Like, what the fuck? Like, that is some crazy ass shit to say to somebody and then turn around and then throw to them. Oh, but I don't think I would do the same for you. That is such, that, that is some evil shit to say to somebody. First to say to them, you know what? I didn't tell you that you could stay and support me and hold me down. I didn't tell you to be my rock while I was in prison. That was your choice. That was your choice. You wanted to. You wanted to. Sir, she is literally your wife and the mother of your child. I think the expectation that we all had was that, yeah, till death do us part. Um, I'm a hold you down and I'm gonna be there for you. And when you get out of jail, I'm gonna be the first face you see. And I'm gonna come and pick your ass up and we gonna work through this together. I think the vows that you all took was the assumption that that's what she was gonna do. Um, and you telling her she didn't have to, my nigga, why? Because you wouldn't. And that's what I need people to understand. You all need to stop accepting shit from people that you know you would not do for them in return. So when people, and this is for anyone who is around a narcissist, when they start saying things like, oh, I didn't tell you to do that, pull back and fall the fuck off immediately. Do you hear me? Immediately. That is a red flag. Because when people start saying things like that, that's projecting and they wouldn't do that for you. So reinvest your money, pull back your time, fill your calendar up and go the fuck away because they won't do it for you. So when people start saying things like, well, you don't have to be here because they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. They actually are hoping that you leave first. So you know what? Instead of us going down this windy road of bullshit, I'm going to pack my bag and I'm going to hit the dough. I'm going to beat you there first. I will beat you there first if I ever, and this is for anyone because that's just red flags of a narcissist. If you ever are around someone and they start to say things like, I didn't tell you to do that. You wanted to do that. Well, if I'm so horrible, if this situation is too much for you, if you can't handle it, just leave. Oh, well, you're the one that gave all that effort, but I don't know if I would have reciprocated it the same way that you gave it to me. I don't know if I will hold you down the way that you hold me down. I don't know if I would do that. Nope. And you got to respect my honesty. I'm honest, right? You got to respect my honesty. You know what? You right. Check, check, double check. I'm out. Because what I want a lot of people to understand is if you know you not a ride or die, set it up front. Set it up front. I tell that to people that I date. My people know. I am not a ride or die. I have questions. Where are we going? For how long? Will I be able to take a bathroom break? Is there food? Can I lay down? Can I take a nap? When will, when will we be back? D I have questions. Dying? No, sir. I'm not dying for anyone. For any, Unless you are my niece. No, we're not doing that. Fuck you. I'm not dying for you. And I have questions before I get in this fucking car. Stranger danger. Okay? I am not that bitch for you. <laughs> I ain't holding, you get locked up, lose my number. Locked up, lose my number. Say it with me. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen. Locked up, lose my number. Those things go together. Because a lot of people put this expectation on women in particular. 
that a motherfucker can be in the streets being a knucklehead and being a fucking hard-headed motherfucker doing reckless shit over and over and go to jail and suffer the consequences that we got to suffer them together. I didn't go to jail. I wasn't out there selling drugs, sir. I wasn't selling them across state lines either, (laughs) which is why you ended up in federal prison. Okay. I wasn't out there cooking up the dope and and slanging it on the corners and shit. That was not me. I was at home with our children. Okay. (laughs) So why do we have to go to jail together? You did the crime. You going to go do the time. Okay. I will see you when I will see you when you get out. Maybe we will, we will chat then when you get out, we'll see where we're at in life. You know, We'll see where we're at in life. You know, things happen. I need all women to start saying that. Men as well. But this is really an expectation that is just put on women who are in relationships or married to men who are then incarcerated that you will quote unquote hold him down and ride and die for that motherfucker. When they would not do it for you. There are so many men that you just ask your guy friends. Just ask your daddies. Just ask your husband, ask your boyfriend and watch them stutter at the answer. Cause the answer is no. Cause you want to know what every man thinks about the first thing that pops into their head when they think, man, if my girl or my wife went to jail, who am I fucking then? If my normal supply of pussy runs out, what am I supposed to then fuck? Oh, I'm not supposed to fuck things. Hmm, this may become difficult. That's exactly what, that's exactly where niggas' minds go. So with that in mind, 50% of them, you could just count them out from actually going and riding and dying for their woman if she was to be incarcerated. Just knock 50% of that population out. And then the 50% that's left, the second question is, well, for how long? Like, okay, if I got to lock it up, Okay, but like you for like 60 days, like a year, like you in prison for a year, right? I can't do more than a year. No, my nigga try five years without sex. Women enjoy sex a lot. So the fact that Yandy was like, I'm gonna hold my husband down. I'm gonna be faithful. I'm gonna make sure that the money is still coming in. I'm gonna take care of all of our children. Yeah, that's a lot. Because you all are like, oh, women not having sex with the person that we're only supposed to have sex with for the rest of our lives because we got fucking married. It's going to be easier for her. No, it's not. Okay. We want some dick as well. The same way that when you all think, man, if my girl and my wife went to went to prison, could I could I really not fuck nothing else? Could I really? It's this. We have the same fucking thought. Okay. But for some reason. We're told that we can just do it and that we should do it. So many prisons are filled with women who are there to support and hold down and see the men inside. And there are so many empty guests and waiting rooms at female prisons and jails because you motherfuckers don't care as much (laughs) and won't. And then get mad when we ask for you to reciprocate the same support that we have provided because you know, you not really, you not really thorough. Like you expect for all your bitches to be. Let's, let's, let's back this all the way up. A lot of you men 
could not do what you asked the women in your life to do. And you know that. And I've said it on this podcast before because y'all know deep in your hearts, you're inferior. So it's all a facade, ladies. It's all a fucking facade, a mirage, if you will. So I say all of this to say that the learning lesson that I have gotten out of that video was that fuck them. Okay. When they go to jail, it's over. The relationship ends the moment you get incarcerated (laughs) because we now know that that whole ride or die, hold me down is a facade. Reciprocate what you receive. R&R. Reciprocate what you receive. So if you're not riding and dying with me, then why would that even be an option on the fucking table? If you're not holding me down, why would you ever have that expectation? Why? And guess what? If you have not earned that before you go to jail, then baby, you don't got enough money in this bank of our relationship to deposit or withdraw now, do you? Because you got to make those deposits into the bank in your relationships. And if you go to jail, mm, that sounds like a really big withdrawal. And baby, you don't have enough money in here for that. That's why if you are married to the person that you are with and they go to jail, they have maybe put enough money into their relationship bank to make that really big withdrawal. If Mendeecey is talking to Yandy like that on camera, then baby, it's 10 times worse behind the scenes. And I have a feeling that motherfucker did not put enough money into that relationship bank to be making them kind of withdraws. So I hope Yandy does what's best for her. I will never tell a woman what she should do. But it sounds like Yandy has all of the information that she needs to make the best decision for herself. So I hope she does that. But let this be a lesson to you ladies and a couple gentlemen out there and everybody in between. Only do what has been done for you. Reciprocate what has been received. I'm back. Did you miss me? (laughs) And it's now time for random realities. So I'm actually really excited for this random reality because, so it's a woman-owned business that I actually was able to go to and had an amazing experience while I was in Detroit, Michigan about a month ago. And the company is called Urban Wick Candle Bar. And their owner, Elise, and her mom actually opened up the urban candle wicker bar in the middle of the pandemic and they were letting us know that they did not think that they were going to be able to bounce back but they were like super blessed and so happy that business has been booming and I can tell you why business is booming is because this place is fucking dope (laughs) so if you are a girl like me where you really do not like the Glade plugins and the air fresheners and the little like air wick dispensers. I don't like those things because just, you know, cancer, cancer, cancer. Um, but I love me a good candle. I absolutely adore a good candle. You can make your own candles at the candle bar, but 
when I tell you trying to decide the fragrances that I wanted to put into my candle, it was so fucking difficult because y'all, they had like 200, 300 different type of smells to like create a, cause you know, like a candle has layers like bergamot with amber, with rose, with lavender, like candles have several smells to make like one big creative final scent. So you want to add a couple different scents to create that final scent. But they have like 300 options like rain and dirt and whiskey and gin and like every single type of spirit. They had like candy and rose and burnt sugar and caramel and egg. I was like, what the fuck? I was (laughs) slightly overwhelmed, but it was such an amazing time being able to sniff everything and just take it all in and really get creative. And it's a cute, (laughs) it's a cute little spot. So like date night options, if you are in the Detroit area (laughs) and you get to pick all of your scents, they grab them for you. And then you sit down at the bar. It's like an actual bar and you mix everything in to your liking. So you are able to say how much of the dirt do I want to rain ratio? How much of the bergamot to the cinnamon ratio do I want until you create your final smell? And then they put it into the candle maker. You can kind of like sip wine and take a walk around in the area because it's a cute little spot. And then come back and pick your candle up when you're done. You also get to pick out the tin or the glass that you want your candle to set into. It is so cute of a spot. So if you are in the Detroit area, please go check it out. You will have an amazing time (laughs) because I know that I did. And that is this week's random reality. We interrupt this program to bring you a tactless commercial. Please support tactless radio by following tactless Tackless underscore radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you would like, you can also email at tacklesspodcast at gmail.com. Please support Tackless by following us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. Love ya. All right, welcome back and shit. And it's time for the tackless topic. And this this particular topic is going to be very interesting to a lot of you because you're going to be like, wow, I never thought I would see Brittany say these things. Um, somebody go check on her because she is saying very reckless things. She's saying things out of the ordinary she must have been abducted by aliens and this is a shell of a body and someone else is controlling her mind. I know that you all might think that from some of the things that I'm about to say. 
But the inspiration, I guess I'll just give you the inspiration for where this tackless topic is going today, is that there is this Instagram comedian. She's a young black girl. Her name is Kayla Nicole Jones on Instagram. And she posted a very long paragraph that I'm not really going to read verbatim. But long story short, she bought her boyfriend, who also is the father of her child, a car because she is Instagram famous and has acquired funds to buy said vehicle for said boyfriend. And people had a problem with that because it is supposed to be, <laughs> you know, fuck these men, hot girl summer. The entire 2021. And I get that. I get that, sis. I'm with that, too. I'm with that, too. But she essentially said that she does not consider herself to be a stupid bitch, which people were calling her a stupid bitch because she bought her boyfriend a car. She essentially said, it's interesting how you all are calling me a stupid bitch when you all can't even go 50-50 with the boyfriends that you all are expecting to be spoiled by. And she pretty much said, if this is a equitable relationship that I am in, if he gives to me, I then give to him. Kind of going back to the shit I saw from today. She understands what her boyfriend likes. And apparently he likes this Beamer that she bought him. (laughs) think a lot of men would be like yeah that's a pretty great fucking present she understands what her boyfriend bought and she understands what her boyfriend likes and she bought it for him because she had the funds and the means to do so and people are telling her that no sis you don't buy cars for niggas and da 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 you get spoiled it shouldn't be the other way around and she basically was like he has literally been my cheerleader the entire time that I have known him since I was a child because she's fairly young He has been supportive. He has never changed on her, even with with all the fame that she has acquired. And he has shown her so much loyalty. So in return, she wanted to show her appreciation by purchasing him a vehicle. And why is that such a bad thing? Um, To tell you the truth, I agree. (laughs) To tell you the truth, I agree. I think it's, it's really interesting um, where I think a lot of conversations have gone in some of the internet webs and holes. I think the conversations around like women empowerment in some areas are very skewed. And I think that's fair to say that about anything that is such a movement or is just very visible to a lot of people where a lot of people will say that they're a part of a group, but we're not a monolith. So even though I could say that I am a feminist, there are things about feminism that I do not agree with (laughs) because, you know, the pendulum swings very extreme from one side to the other and we're not a monolith. So I think we started to have a lot of conversations with like Me Too and Time's Up that were super powerful and very prolific and right, rightly so, essentially. We, we were supposed to be having those conversations. Those conversations were past due. 
And now we have started to become more equitable in certain pockets. We need to be better. (laughs) So let me not even try and make this as like a we have we shall overcome we have overcome kumbaya no (laughs) there's still a lot of work to be done but there has been a little bit of progress that we have not been able to see and one of the things that have has come out of in my opinion the boom the woman boom is amazing talent in the hip-hop and r&b world And I am a big, big lover of the female MCs that are coming up through this generation. I am such a big supporter of like Sweetie and Meg Thee Stallion and Rico Nasty and Tierra Wack and No Name and Doja Cat even. And I love the things that they talk about because it is in my opinion, a form of women empowerment to utilize a talent that you have as a lyricist and then to take the culture that is hip hop and then spin it and give your perspective as a woman generations. We've understood hip hop to be a men's game and we have listened to the lyrics of of hip hop songs through the male gaze, through their eyes, their perspective, what they have gone through. And we started to slowly hear different voices, you know, the Little Kims, the Queen Latifahs, the Salt and Peppers. You either were Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown, or you were a little bit more like MC Light and Queen Latifah. There weren't several lanes and several spaces for there to be different types of female MCs, in my opinion. But we're starting to get there, you know, because that's why it fucking pissed me the fuck off <laughs> when Jermaine Dupri was like, oh, all of the female MC music today is stripper music. And I'm like, nigga, that is the laziest answer ever. That just tells me that that's everything on the radio that you hear, because that's essentially what wants, that's what everybody wants to push is the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's and the Meg Thee Stallion's, the sexual music of the sexual side of female MC. We've seen it though. But we understand that's what sells because sex sells. But do not sit there and say that it it doesn't exist because Tierra Whack exists and Rhapsody exists. You just think that that's all that it is because that is what's being pushed. But if you were a lover of the of the art, if you were a lover of music, if you were a lover of hip hop, if you were a lover of rap, if you were the iconic person that you say that you are in the game, then you would have had your ear to the street to know that LaKelly 47 exists. (laughs) Like you would know that and you wouldn't make such an asinine comment to say that female MC music today is all just stripper music because it's not. It's not. Just wanted to get that out there. But I am getting to a point. I am just taking the scenic route there. (laughs) Some of the lyrics 
are very much so fuck these niggas, get a bag, sis, take them for everything that he has. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. We all enjoy it. <laughs> and why do we enjoy it? Because for the longest, sometimes that's that's really how we have felt because men have said it, <laughs> you know, slop on my knob like corn on the cob. Like the their lyrics has their lyrics have degraded us for generations. Why not a little in return? So that's why I'm okay when city girls say what they say and when Cardi says what she says and when Meg says what she says. I Nikki, the queen of it all, when she says what she says, even when Beyonce says what she says about nigga, I wish you would cheat on me again. You will watch me fuck another nigga. Like <laughs> I appreciate that in in the form that it has been delivered, which is hip-hop and rap because I'm a lover of the culture and and the culture what we like and that's really what also pisses me off because it is very much so sexist <laughs> that niggas get to talk the way that they have been on on wax for so long and they, they it's unchecked it's super unchecked like the shit that men have said in the hip-hop and rap world is amazing creative colorful storytelling iconic but also problematic <laughs> and it's been unchecked. And then you get women coming through and it's, oh, do you believe in robbing niggas and drugging them? And do you believe in being a prostitute and stealing and only fucking for money and that, that, Why do you care all of a sudden? Huh? <laughs> Why do you care? You know, NWA all the way to the game to Snoop Dogg, all the way from like Red Man to Method Man, like all the way to 50 Cent. <laughs> Niggas have been talking about selling drugs and shooting each other and fucking your bitches and everything. So why do you care what the women say, huh? Now you want to be, now you want to police the the lyrics, huh? Fuck out of here. <laughs> so when women say things like, I am never buying shit for a man. Fuck these niggas. Take them for everything he got, sis. I'm not upset about it. Unfortunately, I think some of the women take it very seriously, though, and they're not allowing for the female MCs to just say things like that and it just remain within the art form. It is now somewhere I don't it, it somehow became like a standard in relationships that like women are just spoiled all the time and don't have to reciprocate anything. And let me be very clear. <laughs> I am not saying that being spoiled is a problem because what you all fail to realize is even a spoiled woman reciprocates in some way that her partner wants to do that for her. Like my, my father will say at any given moment that we are spoiled. And when I say we, he means my sisters and my mother. He will say that my mother is spoiled. And I think the word is subjective. Some may think my mom is spoiled and some might think my mom is a amazing, hardworking woman. It, you can take it for what you want. But I will say this. There are a lot of things that my father pays for that my mom just has no idea. <laughs> the cost. And that is lovely for them. And that is lovely for them. But I know another thing. My father has had amazing 
home cooked meals for the last 31 fucking years of his life (laughs) because you have to understand your partner and you have to understand your partner's love language and what they like and what interests them. And a lot of motherfuckers don't care. And that's on both sides. Men don't care to understand what a woman likes and what she wants and what she needs and what she wants in a relationship because you all just look at a warm, wet hole. And a lot of women today also don't give a fuck about these niggas, (laughs) like what the songs are saying, to the point where they do not understand what their boyfriend or husband or the person that they're with, they don't understand what they like. They don't understand how they need to feel reaffirmed and how they need to feel sexy and how they want to feel supported and the way that they like to be communicated with and how they like to take accountability or how they like to learn or the things things that interest them. Like overall, it has become very selfish, in my opinion. I think that's why it's so difficult to date because everybody is kind of like, what can I get out of it? What it's I'm in it for me. Instead of just saying, I do really enjoy the time that I spend with this person. And they have gone above and beyond to show me that they care about me. So why wouldn't I do the same for them? And then Once you come to that understanding, however you show that is up to you. So if you want to buy your nigga a car, that is on you, sis. And why the fuck would I care how you show the motherfucker in your life how that you love them? And I think it is unfortunately the, the message has gotten skewed a little bit because I think People think that that's a part of like women empowerment, just like take these, take everything you can from a man and fuck these motherfuckers and da 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 da. And that's why they're like, oh, I don't want to get married because prenups and da 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 da. And it's like, first of all, you didn't have shit to take to begin with. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that relationships, you have to be whole and bring your whole self to them. And a lot of women are expecting things from men that they themselves could not provide. And that's fine because you can have those expectations, sis. I'm telling you that's totally fine You want if you want to have that as an, as an expectation. But because you cannot provide something for yourself that you're expecting for someone to give you, that just puts you in a vulnerable position if they were to take it away. And I want more women to be empowered to be able to stand up on your own because you do not want to fall victim to that because financial abuse is real. It is so real. And you want to be able to have an exit strategy at all times, at all times. So I'm saying this on some real shit right now. You want to make sure that you are able to get the fuck out of Dodge if necessary. So if you are expecting for your partner to just give you Birkin bags and to put you in amazing apartments and buy you cars and set you up in such a way, they also feel obligated to take it away at any time. And that's essentially the definition of financial abuse, the manipulation of making you do what they want you to do because they understand that they stand you up 
and a particular lifestyle that you cannot provide yourself. And that is a scary and very vulnerable position to be in. And I would suggest that you do not. So with that being said, come to the relationship whole. Because at that point, a motherfucker can't try you. Because when a motherfucker know that you can leave and be good, they act right. <laughs> because I, the, even the most spoiled woman is able to stand up on her own two feet to say that I understand that I am whole and I understand that I am to be respected because even if you take everything away from me, I still will be good. And then you have to be able to have that, hold the line. You got to be able to have that as a boundary because when that motherfucker start acting wrong, you do have to leave. Always be able to protect yourself and leave if need be. Always. So if you have the means to spoil your partner in that way, regardless of gender, and that's something that they would like, go for it. Sis, bro, whatever, whatever the fuck, go for it. And I think women, we should stop just sitting on this idea that we're to be spoiled and not reciprocate anything. Because even the most spoiled woman reciprocates something. A foot rub, a bath, a little dick suck with a, with a little ball jiggle, something. Even the most spoiled woman reciprocates in a way that their partner says, you know what? I have no problem giving you everything I have because you bring me peace, because you bring me happiness, because we can travel the world together, because you make me laugh. And she might have a partner or he might have a partner that says, you know what? Those are the simplest things that I just am looking for in life that I am willing to put you in the wheel and bitch, just call me Anna Nicole Smith part two. <laughs> there is a, there is a trick to it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, you know, fuck it. To tell you, Cause it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. You got to come to that bitch hole. <laughs> That's first off. And it's okay to, to reciprocate what you are receiving. <laughs> it's okay. Regardless of gender, it's okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat? <laughs> 